Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. All right, everyone, we're on to episode 29 of the Addicted Mind podcast. My name's Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Suzanne Jesse, and she is going to talk about TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. This is a fairly new treatment, at least in the United States, for individuals who are struggling with depression. And we know in addiction treatment that a lot of times some of the underlying causes of addiction or things that exacerbate addiction are anxiety and depression. And those can sometimes be hard to relieve for some people. So TMS is something that can help people who are struggling with treatment-resistant depression. So Suzanne's going to talk about that. I think it's a really cool topic. And I love some of these new technologies that are that are coming about to help people who are are struggling with um, mental health issues. Once again, I want to thank everybody who has left messages on the blog. It really does mean a lot to me to hear from people who are listening to the podcast and to know that it's impacting everyone out there. So if you've done that, thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And also please rate and review us in iTunes. That really does help get us exposure. If you're enjoying this podcast, that would be a great favor to me if you could do that. So let's go ahead and start this episode with Suzanne. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 29. Today, my guest is Suzanne Jesse, and she is the CEO and founder of a new era TMS. And what TMS stands for is transcranial magnetic stimulation. And I'm really excited to talk to Suzanne today because I really find this stuff really fascinating, looking at how we can help people with mental health issues using new technology to do it. So Suzanne, you want to introduce yourself and and talk a little bit about this? Yeah, thank you, Duane. I am thrilled to be here with you today. It's always exciting for me to be able to share the exciting news about transcranial magnetic stimulation. One of our biggest challenges with TMS is that You know, this industry just doesn't have the money that Big Pharma has behind it. So we do a lot of really grassroots, what I call guerrilla marketing to spread the word about TMS because it is such a valuable resource 
for people that are struggling with treatment-resistant depression and the challenges that most people don't know about it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're here. And this is a good platform to be able to talk about it and, and to get people to kind of understand what it is. So let's talk about that. It's kind of like a big big word, transcranial <laughs> magnetic stimulation. And, and what does that mean even? It is a big word. Yeah, transcranial means beneath the cranium and magnetic stimulation is a stimulation using magnets. So the technology is actually, they use the technology of MRI magnets. Um, if you've ever had an MRI, you know that the magnets cling together, they're really loud and the same is with this. These magnets, they cling together and they, they make kind of a loud, startling noise. But the big difference between MRI magnets and these magnets is that TMS magnetic technology creates a field of energy that's fairly intense that penetrates beneath the cranium into the brain. And for depression, for example, we focus in on the mood center of the brain where the depression basically symptoms and the abnormalities in the brain that cause the depressive symptoms come from. Okay. And we stimulate that area to wake up those neurons again so that they're able to fire efficiently and transmit the neurotransmitters um, across the synaptic gap more efficiently. If you take an MRI, for example, of a depressed brain, you'll see that it just doesn't light up. It literally is not firing. Those neurons are not firing. And after TMS, and you can see this on our website too, after a session or after a full course of treatment of TMS, you can see the brain is just lit up in all the magnificent colors that it's supposed to. So it's it. I always find it interesting that the term depression is literally what the neurons look like in the brain, in a depressed brain. They're depressed. Okay, so TMS is is mainly for people who, when you say treatment resistant depression, can you kind of go into a little bit of detail? Like, what what is a person who's treatment resistant like? Certainly, yeah, that's a great question. So, a very large percent of the population are actually non responders to psychiatric medications, and in the past, prior to the the technology of TMS being available, is oftentimes catastrophic for people. They're suffering. Uh, we have these medications, but a lot of people just don't respond well. And there's not really an exact science to psychiatric medications. So you'll see that a lot of people that have depression that are on medication have had many trials of medication. Mm-hmm. They've tried different medications and the doctors sometimes have to augment the medications that may be getting some movement, but still just the patient's not where they want to be or where they were before. They're not at the level of functioning. They're not able to enjoy life the way they used to or, or the way they know they're able to. So it's fascinating that the, the technology of TMS, when you use it when a patient is on medication, which is important to know that our objective is not to take the patient off their medication. So TMS actually helps the medication work better because the the medication just can't work if your neurons aren't aren't firing. And TMS stimulates those neurons to fire, which makes the medication work better. Now, in a lot of instances, the patients are able to actually reduce their uh, number of medications they take or the volume in which they take them or the, the dosage. But 
overall, our objective is not to take them off their medication. So insurance right now is covering TMS. Ever since the the last quarter of 2016, the insurance companies started to acknowledge, you know what, this this is a technology that's working. People are getting better. They're feeling better. It's managing their medicine. The cost is going down, not only from the, the cost of insurance or the, the insurance money that has to be paid, but also the loss in the cost of burden that the United States bears with our depressed population, which includes time off work, other types of illnesses that are related just simply by being sedentary and under a depressed kind of lifestyle. So when you're talking about client-resistant depression, these people have maybe tried psychotherapy, they've tried medication, and none of that's really working. So this is something that, uh, another thing that they can try to, to help them kind of get out of this depressed state. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, TMS is is something that if they're just not getting the type of results that they're looking for from traditional medications, it's a great alternative treatment. Right now, the insurance companies want to see people fail at least three different medication trials before they will cover TMS. Now, I'm hoping that in time this will change and TMS will be considered a frontline treatment for people who simply don't want to take the risk risks of experiencing the side effects that often accompany psychiatric medications. But right now, right now, frankly, we're grateful to have insurance cover this technology, even though it's a sort of a second line treatment or an augment treatment to antidepressants where they're just not working as efficiently as as one might have hoped. Yeah, and we had talked we had talked a little bit earlier and you had talked about how in Europe TMS has been around for over a decade, I think you said, that they've been using it in Europe. They have. It's actually been around for 20 years and been been used quite extensively in Europe and in Asia for many different indications, which is exciting for us because it tells us these are the indications to come. And what I mean by indications are different brain conditions, brain abnormalities that will eventually be FDA clear to treat in the United States. And it's important to note that we can treat these conditions right now It's just not covered by insurance. So they're considered off-label. But that doesn't mean we can't use the technology to treat conditions like PTSD, OCD, anxiety, smoking cessation, even dementia, Alzheimer's, stroke rehab. This technology is on the cutting edge of so many different opportunities for treatment that just simply weren't available prior to TMS coming to the United States. So it's very exciting. Can you talk a little bit about how this kind of works with the brain? I know you said like depressed patients, their 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 nerves aren't lighting up. So how does transcranial magnetic stimulation change that or how does that work? Well, it actually the magnetic stimulation is just that. It it delivers a somewhat of a I want to, I'm cautious when I use the word shock because it's not anything like electroconvulsive shock therapy. But it is this generation of that type of shock therapy. This is completely non-invasive. People are able to drive themselves in, have 45-minute treatment, and drive themselves home. There's no side effects other than sometimes a mild headache. So, But that's what the, the, uh, the electromagnetic technology does is it literally jolts the neurons into waking up and stimulating them so that they're 
electrical conductivity is firing again. It's almost like turning a light switch on and quite literally. So it starts to get those neurons starting to kind of fire and and get them kind of active again. And, and I've heard, I've read about this too, where people, they've been doing other ways of like kind of stimulating the brain by actually implanting electrical devices into people's brains who have like severe OCD and stimulating those parts of the brain. And it actually gives them a lot of relief. So it sounds like this is kind of a external way of doing that. It actually is um, a part of that, what would you say, sort of a genre of technology. Vagal nerve, nerve stimulation is an implant and is known to, to relieve some symptoms. And the difference is that's very invasive, very expensive. It requires hospitalization and surgery. And this is an alternative that is so much less invasive and, and quite scary, frankly. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not disruptive to people's schedule and their, their lifestyles. They can integrate it easily into their active or, or just whatever they do. If they're going to work, we try to offer hours of treatment that are compatible with people's schedules. So right now, for example, we're treating a patient at 6.30 in the morning. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Being able to, to get in. And I had the, the, the luxury of being able to come to your office and, and look at this machine and, and it wasn't uh, invasive at all, really. I was thinking when I was coming, I was, <laughs> I was thinking it was actually going to be a lot bigger and a, and a lot, some kind of huge machine. And, and it, really, it really isn't, it doesn't look that bad at all. And you actually were able to turn it on and I was actually able to feel the magnets, but it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't alarming at all. I was, I was uh, no. really surprised. Yeah, that's why, that's why I really encourage patients to come in for a free consultation First of all, we just do a, a kind of an overview assessment to see if you're appropriate for this type of treatment, uh, not only from a symptomatic perspective, but also insurance coverage. And then I like for people to see the, the equipment and to feel it um, and just sort of take the, I don't know, the mystery, the stigma away from it and demystify it. So right. it, it's, it's fun to feel it. And I think for me, it's important that that they do feel something because otherwise they don't know if it's working. And sometimes when people hear about, well, it uses the technology of MRI magnets, they think, well, I'm going to set in something that's not going to do anything. Well, that is not the case here. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you, you could kind of feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. And But I would describe the sensation as kind of a tapping on their head, sort of like a someone described it today as like a a chicken pecking on their head, their skull. And actually, nothing's actually touching the skull, but the energy, as I mentioned, is pretty intense. It penetrates into the brain about three centimeters, but it's not intolerable. It's very tolerable. I mean, we've never had anybody opt out of treatment because they couldn't tolerate the sensation. So how do you, you, we had talked earlier as well, and I thought this was kind of fascinating because you've got to kind of be able to target the their specific area of their brain. Can you explain a little bit about how you do that and how that kind of takes place? Sure. So the first thing that happens when they come here and decide they want to explore TMS treatment is they meet with one of our psychiatrists. We have a team of uh, three doctors that work here out of our Huntington Beach office. And the doctor will first evaluate the patient for the appropriateness of treatment to make sure that they are good candidates. And then they participate in a cortical mapping. And this is where we find the mood center of each individual person's brain. So our first objective is to actually stimulate the area of the brain that controls our motor cortex. 
So there's actually a band across the brain that is our motor cortex, and we can stimulate that area and get a response in your right thumb from stimulating your left hemisphere. It's kind of interesting. And when we're able to stimulate that thumb, we know that we're in a particular spot we want to be in because previous studies have determined that the mood center of the brain is 5.5 centimeters anterior of that spot. So we go through that particular cortical mapping process with each of our patients to to target the mood center of the brain. Now, interestingly enough, the area of the brain that controls anxiety sensations is exactly on the other side of the hemisphere of the brain that the depression is. And our center actually will treat the anxiety symptoms, even though it's not covered by insurance. We treat that at no additional charge if you have depression and anxiety. And that's pretty exciting for people that are struggling with anxiety because it can be equally debilitating. Oh, definitely. It's like you you have a lot of clients, and especially in recovery, people have used a substance or a behavior to cope with underlying depression or anxiety, and they make it sober. But these symptoms are lingering and still debilitating. And without any kind of addiction in a way to cope with it, it's it's not pleasant. It can be pretty difficult. Very difficult. And Dwayne, you really hit on something important that myself, this was one of the things that was so interesting to me about this technology because I'm a former therapist, was a therapist at Betty Ford Center. And when I first learned about this technology, first of all, I was just baffled that more people didn't know about it. And as I learned more about the efficacy of it and the long-term effects of TMS, it occurred to me that the cycle of addiction often has to do with once a patient leaves treatment, if they don't have the structure down, if they don't have their sort of discipline in place when they leave treatment, what oftentimes happens is they become medication incompliant. They stop taking their psychiatric medications. The next thing to happen from that inevitably is they're going to become symptomatic. They're going to start feeling anxiety and depression again. And for the person who's not yet tuned into structure, it's hard for them to manage medication, filling their prescriptions, taking their prescriptions every day. And as a consequence, inevitably, they will use their substance again to manage those psychiatric symptoms. Definitely. Now, I was just going to say, in that respect, TMS can be a real alternative to treating a, an addictive patient's symptoms for anxiety and depression to keep those symptoms in check for a year. We know that if the addicted person can stay chemical-free for a year, they have a much greater chance to stay uh, chemical-free long-term. And this definitely does can help, with, help someone who's struggling in, in that capacity. Absolutely. Very exciting for the treatment of, of chemical dependency. Yeah, definitely. Tell, tell me a little bit about how, how does this look for patients when they, when they come in? How long do they stay? How many treatments do they do? How long does it last? Yeah, good question, Dwayne. Each, each, each session right now is lasting between 20 and 45 minutes. It depends on the technology. 
But uh, basically, that's the course of treatment in a day. The full course of treatment is about 40 days. So it's five days a week for about five to six weeks. So it's a commitment. But interestingly enough, patients love it. They love coming in, getting in the chair. You've been here. You saw the chair and Mm -hmm. the room. It's warm. It's cozy. They get to watch videos. I advocate for meditation videos, but sometimes they, they like their own movies. Right. And there's blankets and pillows. So it's a it's a it's a comfy environment. It's a great experience. The staff loves to engage with everybody. So it just kind of becomes your part of your your daily schedule for a while. And I would say if someone's struggling with depression or anxiety, 40 days is that's not a lot to give up when you're really struggling with these with these things because relief to have that relief is is so um, so good when when you've been struggling with anxiety or depression at, at that kind of level. So this is really really hopeful. It is hopeful, and that's what I hear so many times. Is the patients will tell me this is the first hope I've had in a long time. And you hit on something too, Dwayne. I wanted to revisit. There are a lot of other just ancillary benefits to TMS. So not only are they going to feel better from their symptoms that they come here for initially to treat anyway, but just as a sort of, like I said, ancillary benefit, the first thing they notice is that they're sleeping better. And that's so important, particularly with people with anxiety. Um, And even for the depressed patient, they're sleeping deeper, but they're waking up less groggy Right. and sort of that feeling of being hungover and you just can't wake up. And also another benefit is that their memory is sharper, their ability to recall information. Have you ever struggled with finding the word for something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that gets better. So, <laughs> and just to mention, it's really kind of funny as, as we've watched the progression of TMS in other countries. In China, they actually have like TMS spas where people pop, pop in at lunch and have a brain stimulation because it works on the executive functioning part of their brain. It just helps them function at a little bit higher level. Wow. So, so this is TMS kind of came to my attention probably about I don't know, say four years ago, you know, I'd kind of heard about it. I mean, in the United States, it seems fairly new. Can you tell me a little bit about, about why, why is that? Why now? Yeah, it's interesting. TMS has actually been in the United States since, well, it was cleared here in 2008. People along the coast, and there's a particular reason for that, have been using TMS since about 2002, 2003, five. But it's only during that time, it was only available to people that had the financial resources to pay for it. It was a very expensive and quite frankly, it just wasn't an option for the general population. And it wasn't until the last quarter of 2016 that insurance companies finally started covering it. So there was a real breakthrough when that happened. Um, It's also interesting to note that the veterans, the VA, has been using the technology of TMS for about 10 years. But previous to last year, it was only offered exclusively to active military. And now it's available to military and their families. TRICARE is covering it, which is phenomenal. So many times the families, the spouses that are left behind when their military spouses have to leave the country they often experience depression and anxiety. So the VA recently purchased 60 TMS systems to be put um, installed in their 
VA clinics across the United States, and they actually purchase the same systems we use here at a new era TMS. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's great to see these kind of resources becoming available and and that, that they're kind of catching on, especially when they're getting some evidence that they really work. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, they really help people. And especially, you know, when people are really struggling with depression, it's, oh, and I mean, and I've had plenty of clients that you can do all kinds of uh, cognitive therapies, but it's so resistant to any kind of talk therapy, CBT, DBT. It, it you know, I mean, it, I think it helps a little bit, but sometimes there's still this underlying depression. So if this is an option that they can do, um, it's really exciting. Very exciting. And you mentioned something interesting because we know, Dwayne, as therapists, we know that cognitive behavioral therapy has a real impact on the brain. But what I love about TMS in conjunction with CBT is that the brain is in a state of growth and creating new neurons, which actually creates new pathways for new thought. So the perfect time to do CBT and or TMS is when you're doing both of them at the same time so that your neuronal pathways can grow in the way that you're learning new thought behavior. Okay, so in doing this, it kind of opens up or because I, I was I was reading somewhere else, they, you know, they talk about neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. And so kind of that magnetic magnetic stimulation, does that kind of increase that neuroplasticity and I guess, make the brain a little more malleable to like having like CBT and, and the thought. Yes. Yeah. The tech that, that is exactly what it's doing is it's stimulating new neuronal growth. When you do CBT, it really is a long committed process. It's sort of like learning to play a piano. You're going to do it. You're going to create those new neural pathways to, to be able to eventually play the piano as if it's one with you. But it takes time and takes a tremendous amount of commitment. And TMS does it on a speedway. <laughs> it's on a fast track. Right. Speed it up. Yeah. I, I, and these new technologies that are coming out, I mean, they really fascinate me because they offer so much hope to people who are struggling because it's, 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 some of this is really hard work. CBT, it can help, but it, you have to be on it and you have to be doing it and you have to be active in it. And for someone who is struggling with depression, sometimes the challenge is even to get them to do that kind of work. So if they can get any kind of relief, then they're more active. They're going to be more, they're going to be able to engage in some of these other activities that help them feel better, that increase their mood, changing their thought dynamics, creating more meaningful things in their life because they have that kind of energy to be able to do it. So I mean, I guess they, they kind of help each other. So, yep, tremendously. That's awesome. So, it, it, what would you like anybody out there who is struggling or have been thinking about this? What would you want to tell them? What would you want to say? Oh, don't walk, run. Don't waste another moment thinking about exploring this technology. If it's, if it's not me, that's okay. Look at it somewhere else. I'm just a huge advocate for all resources of mental health and well-being. And this is definitely a technology that needs to be explored, needs to be shared. People need to share their experiences with it. We, as I mentioned to you earlier, Dwayne, we offer a free consultation. Come and look at it. Feel it. 
get to know it, make an informed decision about your mental health. It's an extraordinary opportunity today that we have with this technology. And so many times suffering is a choice, but it's only a choice as long as you have the resources at your fingertips and the knowledge of the resource. And that's what we're doing here today, Duane, is pushing that information out there so people can have the privilege and opportunity to choose how they're going to treat their mental health and mental illness conditions. And that's definitely so true, that, that it, getting that information out to, to help people. So, I mean, that's just critical for people who are struggling. So how can, how can people, if they want to know more about this or they, they want to get a hold of you to be able to ask questions or, or look at it more, how can they find you? Yeah, thanks for asking. I'd love to tell you that. The best way to start is to visit our website at www.anewera.tms.com. We have a chat box there. We have videos, patient testimonials, a two-minute video representation of what TMS does to the neurons in the brain. Call us direct, 888-503-1549. Just learn about it, connect with us. We're happy to share and and hold your hand through this process. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for coming on to the Addicted Mind podcast. I appreciate your time and, and sharing this information. It was a lot of fun to, to learn out, just to learn more about it. Thank you, Duane. It's my pleasure to be here. I just appreciate you so much inviting me on to, to share the information about TMS. Great. It was it was awesome to have you. Okay, everybody, uh, just so you know, you can get all this information that she mentioned. I'm going to put it in the show notes at theaddictedmind.com forward slash 29. And I'll have all the links and to her website and everything there so you can get more information. Once again, Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dwayne. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. Once again, the show notes will be at theaddictedmind.com forward slash 29. Once again, if you are enjoying this podcast, please go and rate and review us on iTunes. That really does help get us a lot of exposure and help spread the word about the Addicted Mind podcast. So I'd really appreciate it. And for those that have done that, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.